It's time for Real Estate Roundup. This is the time every single week we get together with noted real estate agent Terry Story. Terry is a 30-year veteran with Keller Williams located in Boca Raton, Florida. Welcome back to the show, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve. Love having you in the studio. Love being here. Every single week. It's so wonderful. Hey, so um, we're keeping up on real estate. We're keeping up on home affordability and the way people can buy homes these days. And I understand it's getting easier to qualify for a mortgage. That's right. They're making it easier. Remember after the Great Recession, you know, the rates were so low, but nobody could qualify. Yep. So they're easing up on things. One of the things that they're doing is they're allowing for a higher debt to income ratio. Mm -hmm. They've actually bumped it from 45 up to 50%. Now, folks, just because you qualify for a loan does not mean you need to spend up to 50%. Mm -hmm. You know, and for, for certain people in certain circumstances, it may make sense. These higher debt to income ratios do come at a price. Yeah. You're going to pay a higher interest rate. And you have to have excellent credit scores. So, So the bottom line is, though, that they've eased that requirement, but there are, of course, are costs on the other side. If the bank is going to consider you more risky, they're going to charge you more. That's right. And, you know, obviously that'll add up to a lot of dollars over time. That's correct. Also, you can borrow up to 97% of a property. That's right. Now it's only put 3% down and that's conventional. That's conventional. We're, We're seeing that. Yeah. So I think this is where people get into trouble, right? or can get into trouble, they're putting 3% down. They have higher debt-to-income ratios, so a little bit on less solid footing. Right. And then if something unexpected happens, we move into a recession, they get laid off. They lose their jobs, yeah, a medical... medical thing. It just throws them right into crisis. That's right. You just have to be... You, you know your own finances. You know what kind of nest egg you have set aside. You have to you know, factor all of that emergency in. Emergency funds. Emergency funds. Right. You know, so if you're really set up strong, then yeah, you can handle this, but this is not for everyone. Or make sure you're just buying a house you can afford. Yeah. Bottom line, how easy is it to make that payment? That's right. Good. Now, the question I have is, has lending, this ease of lending, has it returned back to those pre-crisis levels? No. Well, we're actually about a third of where we were compared to those days. Yeah. So it's not as nutty. As it it's was. definitely not as nutty. Yeah. No. And that's not going to happen again. I mean, no. not until a new generation of bankers. Right. <laughs> and Congress people. Right. Another hundred years when none of us can remember, <laughs> remember that there was a housing crisis. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like when the um, everybody was speculating in the stock market and then the market crashes and it's like, we're never doing that again. And then like seven years later, it's like, what, we're what never crash? doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's uh, let's, you know, let's buy on margin again and let's do options. And short stocks and all of that. It's like, wait a minute, didn't you, don't you remember anything? Exactly. All right. I want to talk about fixer uppers. So uh, one of the ways to kind of get something affordable is to find a house that needs a lot of work. And then you go in and with sweat equity and some, your own capital, fix it up. And now you have a home that you bought cheaply. You've, you've added money. Yes, but Hopefully you've done it in a proper way. Right. And now you've got an affordable home that's all yours at a good price. But like anything else, there's some things to watch out for. Yeah. So if you're going to take on a fixer-upper, the first thing I really think is important is to know your costs. Know what it's going to cost to put in a new kitchen. Know what costs for a new floor. So many times I see people, you know, look, oh, we can do this. We can do this. 
and they're ballparking. Mm-hmm. Oh, this it'll run me, ah, say $50,000 to make all these changes. Yeah. They don't have a clue yeah. in the world. It's always more than you think. It's too. always more than you think. I've got a little home bathroom project going on and it's like quadrupled in price, I know. even from what I thought it would cost. You know, even backing up a little bit to that, know what your plan is. Are you going to do the master bathroom? Are you going right. to be doing one other thing? Or are you doing the whole house? No going in. Right. Have a plan. Have a plan. If it's in writing, you have a plan Mm -hmm. because there's always the unforeseen when you start, you know, getting into things. One little project leads to another project and you can't get to the next project until you got that one completed. You mentioned knowing your prices. I think you need to shop for materials before you begin the project so you actually know what the materials cost. Exactly. And you've measured it out and you've done the analysis and got the estimate. And I I understand that in a home that requires fixing up, there's a lot of competition. There are a lot of investors that like to gobble up. Uh But the experienced people already know their numbers. Yes, of course. It's a business. That's right. Right. The thing is, though, it's a little bit different, too, because if it's a business and they're flipping, right. they're not really going to put in the best quality stuff. Exactly. They're just going to get it looking good, Yep. you know, put a coat of paint on it, fix a couple of cabinets, do what they need to do to, to, to get make it, it look good to right. sell it. But it's, it's a different kind of mindset altogether. No question. I also think you need to be aware of the neighbors. You need to kind of go next door and say, you know, hey, listen, I'm sorry for the inconvenience, but we're going to be doing some stuff. Yeah. Well, first of all, they'll probably be really excited that you're renovating the house because that only improves the values of their house. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, as a courtesy, I probably would let them know before the bulldozers start coming in. And yeah. The, and, you know, your the tractor trucks. You're hammering at 11 and the o'clock hammering, at night. Exactly. <laughs> Not so good. And also, you know, you want to protect the property too. Because maybe a neighbor's kid is going to start playing in your property. It's totally natural for them to be curious, curious, right? I mean, it's interesting stuff there. So you want to make sure that that's protected just to protect everybody. Yep, Yep, absolutely. Good. And then I think you should check every single invoice because invariably there's going to be something wrong. Mistakes. Yeah, that happens all the time. Yeah. Some are on purpose and some are not on purpose (laughs) and they're just waiting for somebody who's not really paying attention. So check every single invoice, make sure it matches with exactly what your expectations were. That's right. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, good. One last thing, we don't have that much time, but this idea of paying off your mortgage before you retire, this is kind of a big issue. So let me me take it from here. So there is this idea that, you know, before you retire, you should not have a mortgage. And I think in some cases, that is a correct idea because you're going to be on a fixed income right? and a mortgage costs money. So you're going to be outlaying this money every single month coming from your fixed income. So I could see not wanting to have that obligation on a monthly basis. Sure. However, there are situations really more often than not where it's not a great idea. So for example, if you have invested and you're invested well and you hope to earn returns let's say, you know, six, seven, eight percent over a long period of time, and your mortgage is at 4%. Not a good idea. Not a great idea. You know, let uh, use other people's money, so to speak, in order to do that. And also finally, and we got to go, but most importantly is if, you know, paying your mortgage off only leaves you with a couple of hundred thousand dollars left. Don't do it. Yeah. Because now you're taking this liquid capital, turning it into illiquid capital, your house, and maybe you're not going to have enough money if, for emergencies and also enough money to generate income for the rest of your life. So it's not a good idea. My guest, as always, Terry Story. Thanks for giving me a chance to talk about that, Terry. <laughs> uh, 
30-Year Veteran with Keller Williams, located in Boca Raton, and she can be found at terrystory.com. Thanks, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve.